to the city podcast and ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another edition of keys to the city i'm your host trevor keys alongside the big brother t3 ted keys you can check us out at clovercrestmedia.com as well. If you don't get to see the live shows, we are on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, Google, and YouTube. Like I said, if you missed the live show, but live shows, Facebook, as well as Twitch and YouTube. Also. Ted always interrupting, looking with his, I don't even know what the hell, I don't even know what kind of look that is, but we're just going to roll with it and we're going to let him be what he wants and that's going to be just Ted, I guess. So we're not surprised by it. Ted never ceases to amaze me, but that's how the NFL season. Ted and all fans, I have some sad and unfortunate news to break to you. Ted, it's November 1st and we're going into week nine of the NFL season. The halfway point of the season is over with. It's unfortunate. It's sad. But it's been a season unlike any other. And I just said, Ted, it doesn't cease to amaze me what you do each and every show. Just like this year, this NFL <laughs> season has been, ceases to amaze me because of each and every week. Wow. And today, like I said, two an, oh, an hour and a half away from the NFL trade deadline officially ending. Huge trades already. Chase Claypool to the Bull, to the Bears. Roquan Smith to the Ravens. Breaking news, Bradley Chubb is going to the Miami Dolphins now for a first-round pick. Boy, oh, boy. It's been, it's been wild. They said it was going to be a wild trade deadline. Still got an hour and a half. We'll see what teams like the Packers, the Cowboys, the Giants, any other contenders, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Eagles, just teams maybe looking for running backs, receivers, adding depth to those teams. Well, it's been so far a pretty hectic trade deadline just like it's been a pretty hectic and tj hawkinson as well i forgot about the tj hawkinson going to the minnesota vikings but ted it is unfortunate because we are going into week nine and the picture of the nfl slate the nfl season is getting a little more clearer and clearer each and every week i know it's been wild i know there's been many many upsets with this season because we just don't know what to expect but ted i'll start off with this and we'll get into our biggest surprises and disappointments and then we'll give away our halfway point awards. Ted, when you look at these these conferences right now, and it's been a wild season because of the standpoint of it's very it's very middle of the pack heavy or we always like to say yeah. or bottom. It's has it's not really top heavy. You have a few teams right now that people are in love with that are Super Bowl without question Super Bowl favorites, maybe less than 3, I would say, as many as 3 I should say. But Ted, when you look at both of these conferences and I'm talking about the the NFC and the AFC, has there become a clearer picture in both conferences moving forward just because of the fact that each and every week, and it's been a continuation, I feel like I'm repeating myself, we just don't know what to expect with these NFL games so far. Yeah, I mean, I think in the AFC, Trevor, you and me have talked about it. It's really a two-team race. I don't look at anyone else right now in the AFC challenging the Chiefs and the Bills. I think it's a formality. Now, have we seen crazier things in the NFL? Absolutely. Some teams get hot. I mean, let's last point midseason last year. Did you think the Cincinnati Bengals were going to the Super Bowl? Absolutely not. Could teams get hot? Could teams get healthier? The Chargers, could they make a late run if they get their pieces back? I don't know. Listen, they're one of the most talented teams. That whole division, first of all, if we can do is break that down. You know, all the hype we thought this is gonna be the greatest division ever. They got you could put the th- you could put the top three disappointments just based off of that division. Honestly, I thought about that doing that. So and I just had to change it up because I because one of my teams I had projected, hey, maybe they get a number one seed, the division's down, but we'll get into that in a couple minutes. 
that division though is just it's it's pitiful. I mean, you could say all three of those teams except for the Chiefs should be sellers. Sell, sell, God, sell. Thank, you know, like, thank God for the Chiefs. I mean, uh, absolutely, and, and we were the uh, and we were the foolish ones all thinking, ah, the Chiefs are going to take a step. Well, you know what? Let's just say we, we're everybody, we're everybody was, everybody yeah. was. Can't say oh, just us, because everybody was. It's not that we didn't have projections of them winning the division. I think a lot of people yeah. had them going in the playoffs. I just think a lot of people had the Chargers or Broncos, maybe even the Raiders winning the division, and the Chiefs were going to make the playoffs, but they were going to take a step back. Sorry, folks, they haven't taken a step back. If anything, they might have taken a step forward. Now, let's see if they make any moves. Else before the trade deadline, I know a lot of the moves had been made in the last previous weeks, and you had mentioned some of the moves that I made today. They b- did bring in Kadarius Tony. I think they should you could use another piece defensively, but I'm also not looking at their injury report, so I'm not really sure who's hurt and what's not, and who they can get back. But the clear picture is this: AFC down to two teams, and unless someone makes a drastic move or someone gets super well, healthy, the Dolphins or, just made or, a huge. Or, the Dolphins or, just or, made a huge splash. Uh, listen, I still think Dolphins made a huge, and so did the Ravens. Both teams, both adding. Very, yeah, here's, very here's good the problem. The Ravens offensively, I still think they have weaknesses on the outside. We talked about now. Here, here's a perfect example: the Ravens. Can they get a guy like Odell Beckham? Does that make them a Super Bowl caliber team? No, I think they're closer to Super Bowl caliber team. The Ravens. I think they're one of the teams because of the style that they play could beat the Bills and Ravens, but their defense has to drastically change. And that starts from, from the interior all the way back in the secondary. Now you bring in Roquan Swift, you're going to get the leading tackler in the NFL. Patrick Queen will move the little linebacker. You're going to get a little healthier. Their free safeties and, and secondary have to play much better. But it's a two-team race. Let's let's not beat that point up. I think in the NFC, right now the best team is the Eagles. I think that's an easy question. I think that's without question. And and then I think and then that next tier, I think there's only two teams. I think it's the 49ers. I think it's the Cowboys. You don't put, and the, then, Vikings. And you then, don't put the Vikings. Especially with the move today, now adding to that offense with TJ with uh, TJ Hawkinson because Irv Smith has gone down with a high ankle sprain. You know what? I think for respect reasons, I think you're right. I think you should put the Vikings in. I think you got to put the Vikings. Listen, it's the Kirk Cousins effect, but I mean, I guess I can use the argument the same as Dak Prescott. What does he want in the playoffs? That's why I'm not. That's why I'm not buying into those teams. I'm not. And then the the Jimmy G effect. And the Jimmy G effect. Listen, I think the forty. I don't know if you read last night or watched Monday Night Football. 49ers have to buy this week. Now, there's six teams on the buy. The 49ers are supposedly going to have 11 returning players after the buy coming back. What does that mean? This team is going to be more dangerous. Watch out down the road because their biggest nemesis is their injury-prone situations the last three or four years. If they are healthy, they're one of the most talented teams, if not the most talented team in the NFL. So, at the end of the day, Trev, if I had to pick a pitch, I'll take four teams and then the – against the field. And I'm glad you said that. I'll take the 49ers, the Eagles, the Bills, and the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl against the field. You know how we always do in March Madness? You take the top one one seeds of the field. I'm glad that you you brought up last night's game because last night's game was just another definition of how this NFL season has gone each and every week. The Cincinnati Bengals on paper should have won. The past two Monday night football games, let's be honest, realistically, probably the Patriots and the Bengals should have won, the more talented teams. But they both got their rare ends kicked. And it's just how this NFL season has been that I can't buy. I really cannot buy into any team not named the Philadelphia Eagles, the Buffalo Bills, and the Kansas City Chiefs. I just can't. I just really can't stay. I can't sit here and say. Yeah, but what about the 49ers? I, buy, I I'm, 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 I'm still on the, the 49ers train. I'm not getting off. But their biggest component or their biggest glaring weakness that we always like to talk about is can their quarterback just make the plays enough for them to win games because the talent is there the coaching is there it just comes down to what jimmy g does that's it for them 
The Vikings are the same situation. I just look, everybody says, oh, the Vikings, they could be a contender. Okay, that's great. But when we see Kirk Cousins hit prime time, we know what's going to happen. The lights get too big for him, just like Dak Prescott, and both of them are just early disappointments. They might both get to the playoffs. I'm not saying that. But when I'm looking at this picture, and like I said it last night, it just shows that each and every game isn't a given, with the exception right now of the Philadelphia Eagles and the Buffalo Bills. Kansas the City Browns Chiefs, last night looked like a much better team. And the than Kansas the City Chiefs and the Kansas City Chiefs had one of the more disappointing losses this year, but and then they lost to the Bills, but a lot of teams have lost to the Bills so far. Trev, I'll tell you one thing. Last night's win for the Browns was significant in the sense of this. You still got Deshaun Watson coming back. Now, I know that's people are like, oh, but listen, Mari Cooper, you got David Njoko back, you got Kareem Hunt, you got you got Nick Chubb. I, I think I probably said Bradley Chubb, but I meant to say Nick Chubb. You got one of the best offensive lines. Miles Garrett last night, Miles Garrett last night looked like, the best defensive player in the league. He was dominant. You still have Clowney. You still have Denzel Ward. You still got Greedy Williams. You still got great sick. And if you saw their injury report, I said, Trevor, you see the injury report? You're like, what are you talking about, Mike? So you just see all the players that were hurt for the Browns. So mm-hmm. if they can get healthy, the Browns could make a, you know, a run because you look at that division. The Bengals last night did not take advantage. So now they're four and four. The Ravens lead the division, what, five and three or whatever. But they, mm-hmm. you know, they're prone for big losses. The Steelers are on sell, sell, sell. You know, they're playing for next year. So the Browns can make a run. That's the team where if you, they sneak in. They could be the the Bengals of next of last season, right? Yeah. Now you don't know what Watson's going to be because he hasn't played in God knows when. What, two and a half years? Two years? So I mean, it, it's been right overall. It's going this, to be interesting. This has been a overall crazy, hectic day right now. You got the trade deadline. The Brooklyn Nets get rid of Steve Nash, but look like they're going to have, they already have their replacement in my. Amanda Doku, already going to be their head coach. Uh, the deal for the specific, I have the deal um, details of that yeah, Bradley so, uh, Chubb. Edmonds, Miami yeah. trades the first round pick 2023, a 2024 fourth, and Chase Edmonds for Bradley Chubb in the 2025 fifth. So Miami's all in. I get the all in approach. So they got no the, first round picks next year. And you know what? It's awesome. fascinating. Yeah, because they lost that with the, the whole. So that uh, means two is their future, too. What I was going to say is it's kind of like the baseball season this past trade deadline where all the contenders went all in and made big splashes. You saw the Braves make some moves. You saw the Mariners, the Yankees at the time made some moves, the Astros, the Dodgers, just the teams that were on the cusp of trying to win a world championship. And now you're looking at it in the NFL currently too as well. You got the Miami Dolphins who feel like they got something special brewing with this offense and this team overall and this franchise moving forward. You go get a pass rusher like Bradley Chubb, that adds another element to that defense. A defense that at times can be very very scary. But you look at this NFL, and that's how it's been so far. There's been a lot of question marks. There's been a lot of every week we sit here and say, we don't know what to expect. We sit here and just say, I guess we should just let the games begin and let the games play out because, yes, anybody can play on any given Sunday. We've heard the saying. We've seen the movie. But this year really might mean it. That definition might become more clearer and more emphasis and more emphasis on that specific saying is any given Sunday because any given Sunday has been shown that it's been scary Sundays for some franchises except with the exception of a few but this NFL season this conferences it just seems like it, it just feels very middle of the pack and then you got top heavy and everybody else is just there just trying to vie and get and fighting for a playoff spot but then you got teams like the Bills and the Eagles and the Chiefs that are there 
I'm not going to buy into the Dolphins, the Dallas Cowboys because I've seen the same old story with them. Defense is incredible, but you got to show me something in the playoffs. Kirk Cousins, show me something in the playoffs. 49ers, I loved, I'm all in on the 49ers, but Jimmy G, it's on you, man. I know Trey Lance going to be taking your job for now. You got the talent, you got the team, and they showed it on Sunday. Ted, let's get over to, like we were just talking about, it's been a lot of scary Sundays for these teams. I'm not, I'm not saying it because, no point intended, because it was Halloween night last night. I hope everybody had a great Halloween. But, Ted, there's been some major, major disappointments you've seen in this NFL season. And we do have our top three lists right now. And I will let you go with your first, your biggest disappointment so far. Because, I mean, there's about five or six teams. And we just said it, with the exception of the Chiefs and the AFC West, you can put all three of those teams. But, Ted, I'll let you go with your list right now of Ted's biggest disappointments up to date. Well, and I'm not surprised. Explain not, yourself. There's really nothing to explain, bro. I have the Chargers in the Super Bowl against the 49ers. That's what I had. I had the Colts. I think if I'm right – I mean, I think if I'm right, I think if I remember correctly, I had the Colts probably winning. Well, I easily had them win the division. So let's get that straight. Second of all, I said, depending on this, their schedule and their division, they might have an easier road to get the number one seed. The, the road they got closer to is getting an, a top pick in the draft. That's the closest road they got to because they're not making the playoffs. They suck. All right. <laughs> They they're just they're not good. I, I was I fooled, and 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 yeah. and, and, and the word I use that word because it, it, that is pretty much the definition of them this year. You know, they got no running game. I mean, you know, you got fooled because you had <laughs> you I'll had Jonathan Taylor with the number I'll pick in fantasy. Yeah. But you know what? I'm, I'm yeah. only laughing because you and 500 other thousand people had Jonathan Taylor probably number one overall pick. So they're not be able to run the football with the best running back in football. At least we thought so after last season. They can't protect for Matt Ryan. Oh, yeah, wait, Matt Ryan's no longer their quarterback. He's benched for a guy that's never had a start in the NFL, Sam Ellinger from the University of Texas. So what's that saying? They're punting on the season. They got no receivers. Okay, Michael Pittman's a nice player, but we've talked about this for a while. They have no receivers. We talked about this, Trev. If we can go right to the camera. We talked about this last I got you. night. I got we talked you. about this last night in fantasy, right? Remember, like, remember the old days? Got to get a running back. Got to get a stud running back in one of the top ten picks. And because you can always get receivers. Enough of that. You don't need a stud running back. You just need a guy to plug away and get get some pieces. I mean, it's nice to have a guy like an Alvin Kamara or Saquon Barkley or Nick Chubb. Go get receivers, bro. Go get multiple receivers. Look at the Buffalo Bills. They don't got a good running back. Their best running back is their quarterback. But they got receivers. Gabe Davis, McKenzie, Diggs, Daniel Knox. I mean, they, they got people. That's that's what the game is. The game is about passing the ball. You don't need a stud running back. You need a running back that's sufficient that can get you yards. But look at the teams with the great running backs. How good are they, right? Giants. I mean, the Giants are good. They got a stud running back. The Titans are pretty good. But I bet the Titans would love to have AJ Brown. They're idiots. They're idiots for that. I mean, good for so, them that they're five. I wanted to. Get, I wanted so the char- but the Chargers are number one. It's easy, bro. I got fooled. I got that they make all the moves. They bring in pass rushers. They bring in J.C. Jackson. He's out for the season. Derwin James, Boza. You got the offensive line. Corey Lindsley, Rashawn Slater, Austin Eckler. Listen, they're also injury prone this year. I mean, I could make all the excuses in the world I want. I'm gonna but, explain. But let me explain. But when let you me... listen, but when you lose a Pro Bowl center in Corey Lindsley, you lose one of the best left tackles in the game, Rashawn Slater. Now Mike Williams is out. Keenan Allen's missed most of the season. All right, Boza's missed some time. Uh, J.C. Jackson, what, he tore Achilles. He's out for the season. So you look at – those are huge, huge players on this team. 
and they haven't overcome it. Let me, and, let and me, and I think another problem is coaching. And then the Broncos, enough is to be said of that because everyone could let me get into, let me get into all three. I'm going to get into all three of your teams because well, I, I get I, right into your teams. That was I will. Team. Oh, you can't, but I'm going to laugh because I didn't buy into any one of them. I mean, here we go. The Chargers, the Chargers are just a franchise, the same old franchise that we've seen since we've been watching football, Ted. Very, very talented. One of the most talented teams on paper every freaking year. We've seen it with Phillip Rivers. We saw it with Drew Brees. We've seen it with Justin Herbert. It's the same old story. Story. Same old results. They're I. They're a dis, the definition of a disappointment. Ted, I also told you about the Indianapolis Colts, and for you to even mention Matt Ryan and and saying that they were going to be a one seed, blasphemy. Matt Ryan is what he is. I've been saying it for years, and I'm so glad. Like I don't want to see a man drop down, drop off like that. But I've been saying it for years that Matt Ryan is just Matt Ryan. He's his peak was 2016, and there was nothing better he was not going to get any better than that specific season that was his chance he blew it that franchise blew it he is what he is and now he's done his season's over and looks like his career should come to an abrupt end too sooner or later and then the Denver Broncos I told you they were going to finish in dead last I never bought into this team I didn't think Russell Wilson was a guy that was going to take this team and elevate them to a Super Bowl it's just that plain and simple that Daniel Hackett has been an awful has been an abomination and that team, yes, they won last week, uh, and thankfully because Trevor Lawrence still can't figure out how to throw the damn ball and take over games like we all expected him to coming into the, his NFL career. And looks like that draft class right now, a lot of question marks surrounding that 2021 draft class currently because other than Justin Fields, I really don't buy into any of those quarterbacks. So I'm not surprised by your list because, honestly, they've all been disappointments, Ted. We've all been disappointments, but I expected it to be. Let's get into my disappointment. Hey, you want you want to you want to see something? You want to oh, talk about oh, those big surprises? Oops, can I just I say no? There's no big surprise, but I'm just reading an Albert Bear tweet, and this this is this is what you have to do when you when you have the opportunity. Not trade away a first round pick and hopefully trade them to the Chiefs, but the Dolphins' three first rounders that they obtained from the 49ers, 21 pick package to trade up for Jalen Waddle. The 22 first-round pick sent to the Chiefs for Tyree Kill. The 23 pick they sent to the Broncos for Bradley Chubb. So their three first-round picks that they obtained from the 49ers turned into Jalen Waddle, Tyree Kill, and Bradley Chubb. That's what the Dolphins did with their first-round picks. So, you know what, but here's the thing. Now you look at a team like the Chiefs, right? The Chiefs, what did they do? They packaged a whole bunch of pieces to get to get rid of Tyreek Hill, and they're going to be great. That's why I know we're going to talk about it and probably later in this week. I don't know if we're going to talk about it now, but that's why the Giants are in such a tough predicament because nobody in the world thought the Giants were going to be 6-2. and two. And that's why when I read Twitter, they're like, oh, the Giants haven't made a move. The Giants, Dude, the Giants have so many more issues to worry about. This is the bigger picture. The Giants have overcome so much and no one would have suspected them to be six and two. The Giants won six games all season. Giants fans would have been happy. But to be six and two eight eight weeks into the season, you're like, oh we gotta go make a move. I can't believe they gave up a second round for well, let's, to, let's just go to your surprises because right now they, these three teams I'm surprised you didn't have the the Jets in there, but the Jets are in that conversation too. But I agree. I I mean to see the Giants right now six and two Ted, I fear a Giant fan you're loving every bit of it. I know that People want the Giants to make a move. I want the Giants to make a move. But this team is 6-2, and two, and you just saw what Chase Claypool went for. So he went for a second-round pick. It's actually the it's the Bears' second-round pick. So if the Bears continue to struggle, the Steelers are going to have a high second-round pick coming 
of the, the upcoming NFL draft. Yeah, now we're, we're, we got too many holes as a giant franchise yeah. to be giving up picks right now, bro. And like, we're six and two. If you could have told us that we were six and two, we'd be the happiest fans. Listen, in the world I'll tell right you now. one thing. If the Giants were three, okay, so they're six and two. If the Giants were three and five or two yeah. and four, yeah, three and five. I think the Giants probably try to tr- trade Barkley and get as much as they could get for him. Right, even yeah. if he was having a stellar season, because the Giants yeah. are six and two, they got to live and die with this team. Whatever they got is what they're going to go into the playoffs with. So, you know, if we got to go into a, a battle with hands and fists, then we're going to do what we can. If they got knives and guns, we're just going to do what we can and hope that we. Well, you, you, Ted, you look at these three teams on your list, and I'm probably the same thing. These three teams, we all expected these three teams to probably be in the top ten of the upcoming NFL well, draft. Right now, Atlanta. right now, all three of these teams, ladies and gentlemen. Right now, on November 1st, are in the playoffs. The New York Giants are a wild card team. The Seattle Seahawks are hosting a playoff game at home. And the Atlanta Falcons are hosting a playoff game at home. All three of these franchises that we all expected to be high into the top 10 maybe this year are playing right now for a chance to go to the playoffs. Without question, and maybe you got to add possibly the Jets right there with the Seahawks and the Falcons. These are the three teams that I couldn't disagree any more with these three franchises. You look at what Seattle's doing. Seattle's getting gets its trades, it gets the draft picks for Russell Wilson. That trade looks like a huge home run for the Seattle Seahawks. They get they hit on with Charles Cross, Abraham Lucas, Kenneth Walker, Tariq Woolen. I mean, that was right there. And Geno Smith, can we not forget maybe the comeback player of the year? I mean, yep, good for that. Good for that franchise. Good for that franchise, Ted. And then the Atlanta Falcons. My goodness, how are they doing it with a terrible defense? Running the football, they are winning with running the football with Marcus Mariota. They don't even get involved with uh, Drake London, their first round pick, and Kyle Pitts. They're almost just there. Jeff, here's but the thing: they are running the, the football and finding Seahawks, ways to win. The Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons, and the Seattle Seahawks team were definitely top five picks in, going into the season. Easily, you would have said they were. The same they were two of the worst. Not franchises, but two of the worst rosters going in. Like Seattle, you're like, oh my god, Giants are probably the no. same boat. But Drew Locke was supposed to be the starting quarterback. He gets COVID the week when there was going to make significant changes. Geno won the job and has been one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Geno is up for the MVP discussion. Should be in the top five. Easily yeah. should be in the top five. Yeah. Without All right. Question. If you look, if you look at game against the Giants this week, Geno could have thrown for over 400 yards against the Giants. If it wasn't for a couple drop passes and whatnot, the Giants would have got tortured and lost by 30 something points. So the Falcons. So the Seahawks are overcoming everything. Oh, my God, they're losing Russell Wilson. They're losing Bobby Wagner. I get it. Their defense isn't great. They're winning games, and they're in the first place. Right? Yeah. And Pete Carroll looks like looks like the, a candidate the for coach of the and, year and, right and, now. And, and, and is making the right decisions. And But it, like we talked about before and like you just mentioned, when you hit on your draft picks, when you hit five, six, seven draft picks in a row and they're all significant key contributors on your team – that's going to make a difference on your team. It does. Look at the 07 Giants team. Every one of those players that were drafted on the 07 draft class had significant roles on the Giants to win the Super Bowl. Starting from the seventh round pick in Bradshaw to the first round pick, they all had significant roles on that. Here's my uh, and and I'll just finish it. So, and Atlanta, you know, I could have won with a lot of teams, but Atlanta, man. They were supposed to be awful. Mariota, you know, it was just like. Well, I don't really see any other surprises maybe other than the Jets in that conversation because, I mean, those top three teams, man, who would have ever expected the Atlanta Falcons to be the number one seed in the NFC South? And certainly the Seattle Seahawks. We all thought the NFC South was going to (laughs) be – Tampa was going to run house. The the division would be over by this point. Maybe with the Saints there. But the Saints have found the ways that have been a business. You could put them as a disappointment. And then you look at the NFC West, Seattle. What is Seattle doing there? 
We thought that, Jeff, we thought they were easily the last team in that division. It's not even close. So for the Rams to be in the last place, now yours teams, bro, like you said, we could have <laughs> won with the West. The Raiders, man, they uh, on, I, here's my yeah. thing. After last week's performance, they, they, I'm glad you put them in number one. They are – Talk about uh, – let me – can I get into I wish I could say what I wanted to say. It's a joke, bro. It's they a, are a clown. They're the ra- no, they're like bro. the Brooklyn Nets. They are Josh, clown Jacobs, Josh yes. Jacobs and Hunter Renfro yeah, and Darren Waller and Devontae mm-hmm. Adams and Derek Carr and the offense line. It's it's it, it's abysmal that you don't score a point in a game, especially in the NFL. Everyone it's scores. Comical. It's comical. Everyone scores at least a point in the game. All it's right. A, it's a garbage ass fire in Las Vegas. The money is not Dude, running through the Las Vegas. How bad they are. Can I just can I just get into this for a second? And, then, and the Rams team. and the Bucks. Listen, the Bucks makes a lot of sense. A lot of it could be injuries. A lot of it, but you know, I mean, what? they're three and five, and there's a lot of injuries. Don't make excuses for injuries because look at the Browns, look at the Giants, look at the other teams. They're dealing with injuries. You know what? The Bucks they have a deeper inner issue that they need therapy. Yeah. They need yeah. inner therapy to talk about their issues. And then the Rams, listen. They, they might need Dr. Phil. They need more than Dr. Phil. They need Dr. Ted. They need and Jerry. Jerry. And, and, then, Jerry. And, and the Rams, bro, uh, I'll make it real quick. They went all in. They got what they got. They got their Super Bowl. But they lost one of their, be- their best. They lost their best offense lineman, Andrew Whitworth, right? They have no running game. They have no explosive player on the outside other than Cooper Cup, all right? Yeah. And their defense has lost a step with Von Miller's release. But here's the thing. When the Rams were great, it was run the football zone run and play action with Stafford and the deep throws and the intermediate stuff for Cooper Cup. They're no longer able to run the football. They're one dimensional. It's Stafford a cup, and that is it. So, and and you know what? There and after this week, the winner of those that two three game we're looking at right now, the Rams and the Bucks, they're out of the playoffs, folks. N- neither one of them who loses is going to make the playoffs. I mean, yeah, I could have put like Ted with the the Chargers, the Broncos, but. Yeah, you had to mix it up. The, the Chargers are definitely a very more surprising, definitely more surprising to me than it is the Broncos. I just didn't buy into the Broncos, and I literally had them finishing fourth, so I didn't expect much from the Denver Broncos. Eagles and both Dolphins are calling about Kareem Hunt. Right okay, now. yeah, I They're expect Dolphins. Wow, the Dolph- no, no. wow, the Dolphins too. Look at the Dolphins. Good for them going all in. You know what? Whatever. I I respect it. I respect all these teams going in. But let me explain. Let me finish up with this. The Raiders, yeah, because those teams, I, those teams have a more likelihood to win the Super Bowl. The Raiders, I, I, I don't know what to say. I, I thought this team was going to win the AFC West. Boy, was I, I couldn't be farther off from the truth. Talk about fool's gold. Talk about, I don't know. That's just a dumpster ass fire in the rate. Once again, the Las Vegas Raiders looking like the Oakland Raiders of the past twelve to fifteen years. The Buccaneers, yes. There's more of a, a an inner franchise issue going on with them Brady dealing with his issues the team lack lack of effort lack of hustle lack of heart it just seems like that little run of them winning a Super Bowl and staying on top of the world is finally coming back to reality and then the LA Rams when you lose Von Miller you lose no not yet Allen Robinson has been a disappointment this team as a whole has been a disappointment and it really showed they just got their asses kicked again by the by the San Francisco 49ers a clean sweep of the of the San Francisco 49ers now two games back. I could have put the Packers, but I didn't expect the Packers much from the Packers. You lose Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, he could be all great, whatever people want to say, but now we're really seeing that. So, Ted, give me your breaking news. Uh, 49ers just traded Jeff Wilson to the Miami Dolphins. Wow, the Dolphins getting Jeff Wilson. What were you most of it? So they're going all in. They're going them. all in. And, 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 and I give credit. And I give credit because Mike McDaniels, He's got two 49er running backs in the system. 
Like, know so, the yeah, system. So the Dolphins it's... are serious about making a run at the Bills. They just added Jeff Wilson per Miami source. Well, they look at so now. Of... Now you get Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson former. Well, they look at the fact. They looked at the fact because look, for them, for the AFC, and they probably the have AFC... to give up a lot less for the Jeff AFC Wilson is... than Kareem Hunt. The AFC is going to run through either Kansas City or Buffalo. It's that simple. So these teams that are trying to make moves, the Baltimore Ravens, the Yo, Miami Dolphins, what? I don't know how true this is, but it says the Jaguars are trading for Calvin Ridley. Probably right not. now, compensation still being finalized. Ridley is currently serving a suspension, but I don't, the Jaguars, I don't know who, who's the guy. Who's the guy? Who's the report by? Um, she's she's certified. She's verified. Mia O'Brien. Well, if it's true, it's true, but. I mean, I don't. I, I guess I, I don't know what to make. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, it's right? not gonna help this year. <laughs> it's not. Gonna, it's, it's not gonna help for anything this year. But I mean, listen. I mean, guys getting traded while. And let me give you my dis- Let me give you my surprises quick. Giants, Seahawks, Jets. Only reason why I didn't put the Jets is because, well, I really thought the Jets going into their bye week ten, they were gonna have one win. Right now, they're five and three, but dealing with injuries right now. Zach Wilson looks like a major, major question mark and a major weakness for this team. We're gonna see how they. Fair going against the Buffalo Bills, but yes, the Giants. Brian Dable, give him the coach of the year. Pete Carroll finishes a strong second, and yeah, it's very self-explanatory. Like so, it's a 2023 fifth rounder and a 2024 second rounder for Ridley. Ian Rappaport just broke news. Calvin, oh my Ridley. God, is that really true? Calvin, Ridley. Yep. yo, even Calvin Ridley's getting traded today. Hey, get it with the program, bro. Is he re- is that a real Ian Rappaport? Yeah, Ian Rappaport. Falcons See if he's real. There's a lot of fake accounts out there. We have to exchange for complex draft compensation could be worth a maximum 2023 fifth rounder and a 2024 second round. Really suspended through this season. But you got to look at their team next year. This team is building for next year. So you'll have Ridley and Christian Kirk with Travis Etienne. And Evan, Ing- Evan Ingram has been a nice approach. Evan Ingram and whatever else they're going to. Ted, you know, let's get it. Let's finish off. And you can not update about- No one's no, talking about no. Calvin Ridley, but I tell you. <laughs> Yo, Calvin Ridley got traded. So, a fifth-round pick for Jeff Wilson. Calvin Ridley just got traded, and he's not even playing this entire year. But good for him. He gets out of Atlanta. I know, but Jackson, what the hell are you doing? That's like, smart, though. You, I get to- it, but like. Building toward the future. They're a bad franchise right now. They're not a good team. <laughs> but you look at that team next year. With the South, you don't know what the Colts are going to be next year, right? The yeah. Titans, who knows? They might get rid of Tannehill, so it might be the Middle League Willis show. That's a division next year where you can win. You got – and that would be their third year. It would be Trevor Lawrence, ETN. Another, because this year is about learning, trying to learn how to win. They got a good Learning? What are we learning about? The Giants are learning how to win. We're because trying to learn how to win games when you've been the such Giants a are six and two. Jacksonville is two and seven or two and hey, six. They're, they're growing. <laughs> they're growing. They're halfway point. They're gonna win four games again this year. Shock. I can't believe that Calvin Ridley got traded. What? That's yeah, awesome. a lot of there's a yeah. Am I reading? Am I reading this? Look at Ian Rappaport. Seven seconds. There's a lot of conditions that go with this trade. There's a lot if of he gets that. reinstated by by the date of this year, it's worth a 2023 fifth round. Otherwise, it's a sixth. If he makes a team in 2024, it's at least a fourth round. If he hits playtime milestone, it's a third. If Jax gets a long-term deal, it's a two. So there's a lot of moving parts, but this is I mean, hey. One. Hey, can we give away our uh, our let's give away our halfway point award winners right now? 
I mean, that's it's pretty easy, but we can do this. Let's MVP, I'll run through it quickly for me. MVP, it's a two team, it's a two player race for me, but Josh Allen gets the nod over Jalen Hurts. Patrick Mahomes will finish third for me. Josh Allen is the best quarterback in the world. They've been saying since the not beginning. The, he's the best quarterback in the world. Do he not play that great this Sunday. He is the best quarterback in the world. Who's the best quarterback in the world then? And Patrick Mahomes. Till he gets beat. Yeah, good luck beating him in, in the Buffalo. playoffs. Good luck beating him in Buffalo. Do you want to play Kansas City again, Buffalo? Do you want to play? Do you want to play in Buffalo? I don't know. We've Kansas, never seen. We've never City. seen it. I will go with Josh Allen, the best quarterback in the world, held by the best team in the world. Defensive player of the year. I got Micah Parsons. The man is the best player on his team. He's the reason why that defense. Yes, I'm copying off of my sheet, bro. But dude, it's literally it's not that hard to really pick for me. I mean, that's how it is. Offensive rookie of the year. I mean, that was a toss-up. Brees Hall just got hurt. He would look like he was going to be the odds-on favorite, but I probably will go lean with Chris Olave right now. He's been great for the Saints. He's been everything they imagined him to be, trading up and go getting a stud like him. And you got a home run threat. You got a guy that can do everything well for that team, and they've been dealing with injuries throughout. But Chris Olave has been awesome. And he's a defensive rookie of the year for me. I mean, Sauce Gardner. I mean, yeah. I mean he's been a show. Literally the definition of, of Sauce of, Sauce and definition of shutdown corner. He's been shutting everybody down, has held, hasn't allowed more than 51 receiving yards this entire season, and leads the league in pass breakups. But, I mean, it's easy. It's easy. Coach of the year for me, I would say quick, Coach of the year, Brian Dable, runaway. Comeback player of the year would be a toss-up, but I would say Geno Smith over Saquon right now, very close. My Super Bowl right now, I went with the 49ers and Bills. I'm going to stick with that. But right now, I would not be surprised if we get a Bills and Eagles, the top two teams right now in football, playing like it. I'm sticking with the Bills. Nobody's beating the Buffalo Bills. And sorry, it's just not happening. I can bet it right now. They're just not losing in the yeah, AFC. It's, it's just not happening. Not it's happening. Just not. Let's hear Let's your award, smart guy. Well, it's the you, same. I mean, what's the, the matter? You're wearing, not... you're wearing a headband. Are you wearing a toupee right now? That's where it keeps the brain inside the head. Uh, no, oh, thank so God. We don't want that brain running around. No, we don't. MVP, it's easy, bro. It's Josh Allen. He's been the best quarterback. He's second in passing yards, second in passing touchdowns. The best player in football, all right, this season. Patrick Holmes is a is a number two. Whoa, you just respected Jalen Hurts now, huh? Jalen Hurts, number three. Geno Smith, wow. four. Saquon Barkley, five. With that being said, defensive player, I could have went a lot of ways, but every time I look, it's Micah Parsons, bro. Every time I look. It's, I mean, the other day, he's running – Make a sack, then he's running, picking the ball up, then he's running back to score a touchdown. Yeah. He's all over the field, best player in the football. Rookies, I went with Kenneth Walker and uh, Sauce Gardner. Um, I just think Kenneth Walker changes. Oh, that I about Kenneth Walker too. Yeah, and then uh, I mean, oh, he did it against the Giants, broke like four tackles, scored a touchdown. I thought broke the Giants back, and he's been dominant since he's been on the field. Sauce Gardner, we talked about Trev. I mean, I think that's a runaway. He's been the best corner, and I think he's already put himself in elite status as cornerback in the league. I mean, I really do. I mean, I yeah. think. You look at the cornerbacks. I don't know what Ramsey. I know Jair Alexander. I know there's Patrick Sertain, but I mean you. He's right there, bro. He's he's right there with the best of them. Um, you know, Coach of the Year Brian Dable. It's easy. It's a runaway. But Pete Carroll would be right there at number two. My, I'll stick with the 49ers to win the Super Bowl. I think when they're healthy, they're winning the, most the Super Bowl. No, I said making the Super Bowl. If I said winning, I misspoke because my brain went faster than my mouth. But that happens a lot of times. Like my brain is like a Ferrari. Exactly. It goes faster and my mouth doesn't catch up to it. Forget the stoplight is up ahead. He's a crazy ass man. He's oh, a crazy so, ass man. Um 
I like the Bills 49ers in the Super Bowl. I think they're the two most talented teams. I think it would make for a great matchup. I mean, that defense line of the 49ers going after Josh Allen. Secondary. I mean, they got studs all over the place. I mean, listen, the Eagles, can they do it? Absolutely. They have the talent. They have the team. I just don't know. They haven't been there before. And do I trust Nick Sirianni over Kyle Shanahan? That's another question. But I don't, hey, know. I don't know. Kyle Shanahan has his moments. But right now, I think the Buffalo Bills, especially if they get the number one seed playing home, 49ers, Bills, Super Bowl, and then we'll see what happens. I mean, I had the 49ers, Chargers. You know, I probably should have went with the Bills, but I wanted to do something different. I thought the Chargers maybe can get over the hump. Sorry. But you know what? I should have went with the obvious. But you know what? Sometimes the obvious doesn't happen. There's still, excuse me, still nine weeks left in the season. Anything can happen. And the Buffalo Bills Bills have went through their entire – look at their schedule they went through so far. Beating Rodgers, beating Lamar, beating Mahomes already, the three previous MVPs. They continuously win. They found ways to win. Even when trailing, they found ways to win. The Buffalo Bills, it's different. Different mindset. This team is destined to be playing late in February for a chance to win a world title for those Buffalo Bills fans. That's what it's going to happen. Breaking news. What do we got now? Breaking news? Yeah, Trev Keys has been traded from Clovercrest Media to Fox Sports News for a second round, a third round, and Ted's compensation of $50,000. That's a win. I'm a second-round pick. I like to be like at least a high first-round pick. No, no, you haven't earned your stripes yet. You're more in the second class. You're not a Colin Coward yet, but you're getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I think that, well, we are 53 minutes away from the NFL trading deadline fastly. Coming to a close, and we've had some major. <laughs> we've had Calvin Ridley getting <laughs> traded. Who would have saw that? Who would have saw that? We'll see what the Giants do. We'll see what the Cowboys, the Packers, the Eagles, the Dolphins. I mean, right now looking like big winners, adding more depth to that offense, adding defense. I mean, Miami got something going because they don't have first round picks, so they just feel like this is the time that we can finally get over and get over the hump and maybe beat the Buffalo Bills. And it happens still. It's just not happening. It's not, it's just not happening. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but don't forget, Calvin Ridley. Don't tell mom that. Don't tell mom that. I'll tell her right to her face. I don't care. The Dolphins aren't beating the Bills. But don't forget. Cal- Dolphins Calvin- in the Super Bowl? Don't. Oh, my God. Mom and dad Dolphins come down against, to visit Dolphins against the Eagles or something? I know part of the reason why Jeff Wilson became you know, an easy trade because Elijah Mitchell is supposed to be coming back after yeah. the bye week. They already got Christian McCaffrey. So it's like. There's Where's no he going to play? Yeah. And you got to you got to take advantage, Elijah Moore. What's going on with him? They're not going to trade him. The Jets are not going to trade him. They're not going to trade him. Giant fans, we have to just deal with the fact that the Giants are not going to probably realistically make a move, and that's okay. We're we've accepted that. It's okay. Listen, but the New York Giants are six. We've overcome so much. Don't worry about it. We're 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 playing better. than I would love to trust me. I would love for them to go get a receiver. Yeah, but, but they're not in the position to give up anything right now. Of any draft pick. They need every single draft And they're going to have a lot of cap space next Listen, year. Listen, I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants traded away pieces to get people, but they're not going to because they're 6-2. and two. They're not going to do that. They need defensive line help because they need help stopping the run. Yes, they need extra help in this as receivers. They need at least two receivers. They need offensive line help in the interior. These are all draft picks that you need. You know there's nothing they could do with Gallaudet. Your hope is that Gallaudet gets healthy. He becomes at least a number two with Sills and Slayton and whoever else wants to play football for the New York Giants. You know, Bellinger's out for a while. You know, hopefully he comes back. You know, you still got Saquon and Daniel Jones, right? I mean, one-two punch. Listen, if you before a season, if you were saying Giants are going to make the wild card and maybe win one game, possibly two, everyone would have signed up. You know, but how the hell did they do that? What did everyone else get in the league get hurt? I mean, so 
you take it. You take it's it's a positive. You know the Giants are building for the future. This is a bigger. You got to look at the bigger picture and not just through a magnifying glass. This has to be a bigger picture and understand what is bigger for the Giants. The Giants are looking at okay, 2023, 2024, when we can get rid of that dead cap space. We have a lot of flexibility. You know, maybe Saquon's not there, maybe Daniel Jones not there, but that's a team that's going to build for the future and be significant. And it's going to be like the Bills, where like, hey. We're going to draft a guy like Josh Allen. We're going to get flexibility. We're going to get pieces. We're going to build, and we're going to have trust in Joe, Brian Dable and Joe well, Shane. Well, maybe the Giants go get a receiver like the Bills did for Josh Allen, too, and Daniel Jones has an opportunity, well, too. Well, not this year. Well, maybe, You yeah, got to get Gallaudet off the books. You got to get the $60 million dead cap space off the book, and that ain't happening until next season. So. I know. I know. We'll see what happens. Like I said, 50 minutes away from the trade deadline of the NFL season coming to an end. We'll keep it on with breaking news, a lot breaking news happening so far today. The Brooklyn Nets getting rid of Steve Nash. Good for Steve Nash getting out of that dumpster fire and that clown-ass franchise we call the Brooklyn Nets. And then Amanda Doku is going to be the new head coach, plus the NFL trade deadline. Wow. What an eventful day. Eventful Tuesday. November 1st. It's a beautiful time. Start it right, get it right, get it right. We are going. No giant game this week. I'm sad. That's, That's what okay. stinks. The Giants didn't win on Sunday, and they didn't, and they don't. That's play okay. I'm I'm okay with that. It's okay. But ladies and gentlemen, we are Keys of the City. If you didn't get to check out the live show, we are live on Facebook, YouTube, as well as Twitch. Hey, you and know the I, game that Calvin Ridley bet last year? And if well, it was the Falcons versus the Jaguars? Really? Calvin Ridley suspended part because he bet the Falcons to beat the Jaguars last season. Now he's on the Jaguars. But for him, he knew something. Smart man. Smart businessman. But also, if you didn't get to check out the live show, you can check us out at Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, all many more social media platforms. And check out our social media at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are Keys to the City. We'll see you next episode. We are out. You are now in tune to the Keys to the City podcast.